Welcome to Life Almost Without Me, the podcast where I try and find some light in the darkness of the world. And uh, before we get started, if you haven't already, please go ahead and hit the follow button on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. It seems like nothing, but it really helps me out greatly. Uh, Thank you. So... The date is January 18, 2022. We have so many days to, to really make this year your own. Uh, it's the beginning of the year, so it probably feels like you can get to it later on. But, you know, it, it will compound if you start now. Uh, just like my many uh, tangents on investing, uh, Starting your craft, a new hobby, a new goal, and just getting on it now will compound a lot more by the end of the year if you start now rather than waiting until, you know, May, April. Anyways, so about me. Let's talk about me. So I'm diagnosed major depression disorder. That's basically just like some form of clinical depression or it's just... Uh, it, it's, it's kind of a blanket statement. Um, I wonder why, uh, that's what I got, but anyways, uh, and and there's hints of other disorders too that I've been treated for over the years. I, I basically get so low that my body, it's my body's fight or flight reaction. It'll get triggered and, and pretty awfully from time to time, uh, it's so bad that the physical panic attacks happen, that I have physical, Jesus, I have physical panic attacks. Like, like, like the panic attacks you see in the movies, eh, those are like mostly all jokes um, compared to what I've experienced. Not, not like, oh, woe is me and I win. Um so like, all right. So this is what the I guess the Mayo Clinic has it as, and it's a major depression disorder. is a mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest. Also called major depressive disorder or clinical depression, it affects how you feel, think, and behave, and it can lead to a variety of of emotional and physical problems. You may have trouble doing normal day-to-day activities, and sometimes you may feel as if life isn't worth living. And, you know, all that seems pretty close to it. Like, if, if I were to compare my own experience and, and reading it, it does sound really simple. Like, almost easy to deal with, almost. But what some of us experience often feels way more devastating. Uh... And, you know, though the, the life feels like it is not worth living line, it does hit the nail on the coffin. Uh, convincing myself mentally that life was worth living took, um, well, it took a lot of work. Uh, and, and, you know, to me, everyone has lows. Like, like, we all have a bit of depression from time to time. Something happens in our life that kind of bums you out, you know? And, uh... I don't know. I guess what started getting to me a few years ago, uh, when I was in my 29, 30, that's probably the hardest years of my life. And uh, I don't know. To me, the loss of control over my own thoughts really got to me. Uh, Like, 
it felt like I was just a passenger in my own vehicle and uh, just constantly in a form of angst. Just and, and you know how they say there's a cup of there's a cup half full and a half empty kind of guy. Well, my cup had a hole at the bottom. And whether I was a cup half full or half empty kind of guy, my cup was just forever empty. Like, and intrusive thoughts really came in, and I'm not even sure what that's characterized as, but, like, if I saw anything, like, anything at all, I would be bombarded with thinking of the saddest outcome. Like, let's say if I saw someone standing for the bus. In my head, I'm like, oh, well, that's it. <laughs> I just saw their last moments on earth. They're going to get on that bus and get stabbed or, or I don't know, the bus will fall off a bridge. It, it was always just something sad. Like, like every time, every time, like if I saw anything, like a cute bunny or something, I'm like, well, I mean, someone's going to kill it. And that's just me talking in like the most PC way that I can about my experience because it was always some traumatic horrific event so i would just be sad and it would get to the point where i would do this with everything and just horrendous endings in my brain over and over and over and over it got to the point where i would just shut my eyes and move away like if i was hanging out in the living room or something like i would have physical reactions because i would think that i i would for a moment experienced someone running at me and was going to kill me or stab me or and uh, so they were becoming like physical to me and you know uh, that's not good so I remember telling my therapist about this and uh, of course my meds were changed and the dosage upped which uh, thankfully or at least gave me some privacy in my own head so it did help and like a few days later it just so happened that I watched David Goggins on Rogan live back when it was still live on YouTube and not pre-recorded. Those were the days. You could just, uh, good, great time. This is how long I've been watching Rogan. Um, it's crazy how so many people watch him now compared to then. Anyways, so the first David Goggins on Rogan, that episode saved me in a way that I didn't expect. Like, I ordered his book. I read it within a day. It was it was great. Because I remember feeling like if this guy can go from however he's gotten in life to become a Navy SEAL and break so many records and whatnot, I was like, I, I can get out of bed. <laughs> and I remember feeling sad, and I told myself I would do something I hate when I get sad. And this is kind of the David Goggins mentality. Um, so I started doing a burpee. And, you know, if I'm still sad, I'm going to do more burpees. I, I'd literally yell at myself while doing burpees. And I, I was kind of a sick-minded human being towards myself. And I was really sick of being sad and just hating life. So I was punishing myself for being sad. Like, I don't get to be sad anymore. And if I get sad, I, I, I would just do burpees for hours. And I'm not, I'm not even, not bragging, just... I wasn't in good shape. I was trying to hurt myself in like a productive way. In my mind, I was like, I'm going to do burpees until I can't even just think about being sad anymore. I'm just exhausted. 
no counting, just burpees, just me versus me. And what I learned during this time, because it, it wasn't like a one day thing. This was multiple times a day. Like if I started getting sad, I'd start doing burpees. And th- I did this for months. And as soon as I got a little low, it was just more burpees, more burpees, thousands and thousands of burpees. I'm, I'm, I'm underestimating the amount I did because at one point I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to see what my 1000 burpee time is. And uh, I became comfortable in doing something I didn't want to do. And I found that carrying over to little things in my life, like, like the dishes, like cleaning the home. And uh, life was a bit easier. Like, for whatever reason, it was working. And from there, I just crawled out of that hole that I had dug for years. And, you know, some days I can still see the hole. But I'm out. And lately, you know, I kind of find myself feeling a little low. So naturally, I had to double down on my growth. I had to get back to the basics of the things that I believe work for me continue you know doing some therapy and and talk it out and obviously i gotta get back to doing burpees i have a lot going for me now so staying low it's not really an option um i had a lot more time back in the day and i have a lot of time now still but and i just wanted to share that with you all because some of us are out there in bed right now And we're struggling to be happy. And we might not even believe happiness truly exists. You might feel low for for a while, but the fight, you know, it needs to be had. And there's going to come a moment where you got to make that choice in your own head. And I'm sorry you're going through it, but maybe this might motivate you to start. Life's hard, and sometimes it feels impossible. Just doing the one burpee making your bed and just continually telling yourself that you're going to make it all that you're going to even make it at all is all you really got to do on day one building upon it is all you have to do after that like i i've at the beginning of this year i've I've been hounding my friends saying hey because they don't work out at all i'm like hey think you could do five push-ups today and then like the next day i'm like how about six squats um, 15 jumping jacks, like little things like that randomly, and they'll do it. And now my friend's riding a bike and, and starting some type of cardio routine. And uh, that's that's all it takes is just starting. So speaking of pond building it, wait, speaking of, speaking of building a pond, oh my, I said that like I have dyslexia. Um, I got my blue belt in 2011. Uh, I was still in the I was still in the Navy then actually. Uh, oh no, I was not. I was out of the Navy for like one month, and then I got my blue belt. Uh, I think it was September-ish. Yeah, I got out in August 2011. Okay, so I'm coming back. Anyways, I I got my blue belt. I trained for like three months, and that was it. Uh, and to be honest, I forgot how much I enjoyed the grind of learning and just the whole grind that is jujitsu. And um, I had moved away from my gym in Virginia to Florida. And weeks later, I met Lisa. And, you know, life and jujitsu split, basically. And uh, my friend Cameron would, you know, 
asked me over the years to go to a gym, try out this gym, just go back. And it wasn't until last year that I finally went back. It just happened that she was like, hey, there's a gym right around the corner from you that just opened up. Um, Mike and Maggie own it. I'm like, I didn't know who they were, but I, I'm a big fan of Cameron, so she's a good friend of mine. So when she said that and she was really standing them, I was like, all right, I'll go check it out. And it's crazy because not my whole family does jujitsu. Like, my sweet, sweet wife is on the mats trying to strangle me. And uh, anyways, so I got my first stripe on my blue belt today. And so it technically took me a long time. (laughs) It took me um, almost 10 years, uh, roughly. And uh, it was really exciting. And then I, I threw up in the bathroom moments later. Like, literally, I, I was like, hey, I got I to gotta go throw up. Um, I really neglect my cardio. Anyways, so um, that's exciting. kind of feel like I'm a blue belt lately. Um, I, I've been saying it for, like, a, almost a year now that it's weird. I don't feel like a blue belt. I feel like a fraud. Um, but it's nice to, to feel like I am where I'm probably supposed to be at. Uh, but it's nice to be back on the jujitsu grind and it's something you you forget or you don't even know you want and then progressing in the sport or combat it's nice uh there's not much in life that mimics the struggling or the struggle of grappling sports and it's nice to keep my mind constantly doing burpees in different ways Anyways, so that that's where I'm at with jujitsu. Uh, I highly suggest everyone joins a gym. Um, it's just so I don't know. I it's hard to explain. It's difficult. It's tough. It's very cerebral. I don't know. Anyways, look if you haven't gotten your cup, your life almost without me dot com coffee cup, then I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> but be sure to pick that up because they will no longer be available available come February. February. Is there an R in there? You know, I'm an idiot. Uh, so anyway, I appreciate the continued support. And be sure to click and follow. Click the follow button to be notified of all episodes. And if nobody said it to you today, I care about you. You got this. And I'll see you next week.